this week on Tea with Queen and Jay, child support and the family structure, who owes what, who does what, and who shouldn't have shit to say about it. Also, new rules for black hair in the military and how I don't see color is an act of violence. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Me love it. That's how my nephew used to say it. Why? It was about him. Me love it. Oh. <laughs> but it, I'm loving it. But yeah. he's a he's a toddler. Yeah, he was. You know. All right. I think that when this too was when your me stage. Me, me. Oh, when you're like in your full id. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are, are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Ew. That was nice. That was really nice. It's been a minute. It has not. Like, all right. Well, it's, it, felt, <laughs> it felt like a while since I out, even oh, though it okay. has only been a week. Okay. Okay. Um, Oh wow! Often did I owl this week? I don't feel like I did. Mm. Not a communal owl. I haven't right. owled communally. Yes. So I get what you're saying. Yes. Jay. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. It's hot in here. It's yeah. Uh, it's Nelly hot in her. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be early, but now it's not early. Nope. But whatever. But it was hot when it was early. It's um, been hot since I left my house. Oh yeah. I meant just recording. It was supposed to be. We were supposed to be recording earlier, but we're um, not. But here we are. Nah. It's um, our regular time. Unfortunately, Um, and that angers me. But (laughs) it should. It should. (laughs) Anyway, but yes. Outside of that, I'm good. If you want to follow the conversation of this podcast, use the hashtag T with QJ on all social media platforms: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, in your Instagram stories, all the good places, so that we can follow the conversation. We can share that shit, and other people can see what you're saying about T with Queen and J podcast. Also, be sure if you want other people to learn about this podcast, people who are not listening, please use the hashtag Pod In. P-O-D-I-N and then all type of other folks will hear about it. Yes, we are currently recording at ICN Studios and the Creative Network. Um, their website is ICN.DJ. They have new content every hour on the hour and they also off- they also offer a place for you to record a podcast if you have one also. So check out their website, ICN.DJ. Okay. Is good. Yes, I was going to say that was a good shout out. Okay. And uh, libations are our shout outs. Yes. Basically, this is when we pour libations. We pour one out for the homies. We let some out for the people, places, and things that give us black ass, black joy. Yes, and what yes. are your libations? I think I'm going to share in your libations. Okay, no worries. Okay. I'm, I'm cool with sharing. Cool. Because community. Community. So I finally saw Sorry to Bother You. Yes. And it was really, really good. Mm. I like the fact that as I saw many. Um, trailers for it Mm -hmm. but i didn't quite know what it was about right even though i saw all those trailers so i made i think i made it even better Mm because i knew i was interested but i did not know what the fuck i was walking into that's a good trailer when it doesn't tell you this is the whole movie yeah it's like here's something interesting here are little elements that'll pull you in yeah that's the makings of a good trailer to me not a fucking mini movie yeah so i enjoyed it um i'm gonna reiterate that i do not understand the um tessa thompson appeal that's tessa thompson yeah. um, she has big eyes people like and that. she talks breathy oh really i, I didn't realize know. that don't do that 
and I guess y'all like it. So yeah, the whole time I'm like, I'm in it for the big eyes. I thought about it. I know you have mentioned before that Tessa Thompson was a mediocre light skinned person, and I was thinking, is she? A mediocre light-skinned person? That other one, I do agree. That one who plays uh, Storm sometimes is a mediocre... Not Halle Berry, the new Storm. That's, I she's think a Tessa is less, mode- is less mediocre than... I have to Maybe I have to see more of Tessa Thompson's work. Yeah. Because I did like her. And dear white people, I liked her in that. Because I okay. saw like something. Okay. I feel like all her other characters are just like, I'm a quirky She's in girl. She's in um, Thor Ragnarok. And she's I'm amazing quirky. in that. Okay, she, so yeah, maybe I need watch to see that. that. Yeah, I think, I think that she's not a mediocre light-skinned person. I think she is actually a good actor. And okay. she has big eyes. And I'm here for the big eyes. I'm into big eyes because a lot of my family has big eyes. Mm-hmm. I was just watching the movie and was like, this could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. And I would wear all the earrings she wore right all of them yeah every single no, one i would too for anybody who hasn't seen sorry to bother you um i guess we're talking about it with no spoilers but <laughs> tessa thompson's character wears different earrings i guess depending on what the scene is yeah and her earrings always have a message on them which i think is cute mm-hmm. and fun but i love that film it was written and directed by boots riley who is a uh, a i think originally a rapper from the coup i think is what the group is called he's also an activist he's from oakland Mm -hmm. i first came to know of him i went to an event on malcolm x birthday yeah and he happened to be there with one of the women from black lives matter Mm -hmm. and then some other weird person who was speaking out of turn and so that was interesting but why are they always invited because whenever it's black stuff, it's going to be one old black uncle or auntie who is speaking out of turn and probably saying something very hotepy and inappropriate. Yeah. Like, and what about the brothers? Like, right. But we're talking but that's about... That's what we're talking about, talking all black people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was some Right now, I'm talking about women. It was just right stuff. now. Right, right. So, yeah. So, it was a few years ago, I was at something like that. I was like, oh, who's Boots Riley? And then I looked into... You know, cool. I'm a nerd, so I looked into all his stuff. Yeah. But anyway, I love Sorry to Bother yeah, You. It, really it is... Good. For us, by us, it's... It's an interesting take on race and also capitalism. Yes. Which is is our shit. Mm-hmm. So, I'm mm-hmm. looking at it, and I was with um, my bae, and I'm like, yo, this is what me and Jay should have reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, yeah, I should have. Cool. I share in that libation. Yes. Go see. Sorry to bother you. It's a limited release. Um, so, that means less movie theaters. But... Right. I found a theater and I enjoyed it. It's in a lot of theaters in New York. Mm-hmm. I, I have the luxury of living in New York City, right. so I was able to find it easily. Go check that shit out. Yep. Tell us how to donate. Donate, donate, donate. You could go to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com, and you could scroll down on our homepage, and we have two options there for you to donate. Right. So this is donating to our podcast to support us yep. so that we can continue to do, do what this. we do. You help us sustain. Mm-hmm. You help us keep the fucking lights on. That's right. Pay for our studio time. Keep the website up. Keep our keep us up on SoundCloud, iTunes, all the places where we host the podcast. So I told you where to go. There we have two options. Two. The first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you could come anytime you want, but that is just a one-time commitment type of thing. We're not holding you. Yeah, just a one-time commitment thing. So we're asking all of our listeners to give us $2. All of If all of our listeners give us $2 on our Patreon, $2. that'll be enough for us to do all the things that we need to do to keep this podcast going. So become a patron 
or give us money through PayPal. We give you options so that you can give us money. You can give us more than two or less than two. That is up to you. Um, but yes, two dollars. That's right. So a quick thing: if you um, were subscribed to our Patreon and your bank account information which has changed, if you still want to donate to us, please make sure that you update that information so that we're getting your donations as you wish. If you're no longer interested in us pulling donations and your bank account information has changed, I guess you could leave it. Or you could just go in there and, like, uh, delete your subscription. Yeah. That's an option as well. Um, but I just wanted to make sure for anyone who still wants to donate and if that information has changed, that you go ahead and you update that. Yes. Okay. So, you want to get into some donation libations? Yes. Donation libations. We have um, new Patreon subscribers. So, our new patrons are Elizabeth, Andrew, and Yantra. I don't know if it's Yantra or Yantra. Uh, please forgive me if I mispronounced that. But thank you so much. We appreciate yeah you. thank you and then we also have um some paypal donations we got one from virginia hey virginia and virginia left a note and she says this donation is in lieu of me tithing to the majority white church this month i'm exhausted listening to surviving toxic whiteness so i hope that you can treat yourself to a manicure or something with this small token thanks virginia that's right and our second one is from ade Takonbo. forgive me if i pronounced that incorrect they say, love you both, keep being greatness, keep doing greatness, and Jay, p- please keep slicing and dicing these misogynistic blurred bros and looking good while doing so. Yeah. And then they gave me the fist bump. The thank you so fist. much, yo. Black I power appreciate fist. that. Yes. Thank you all for your donations. They help. We do still have a few expenses from our trip to podcast movement, yeah. and this is helping to bring that down yeah. so that we can also pay our rent. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. We appreciate you. What else we have going on? Um, we want to let you know that we will be at Afropunk this year. Hey. We're at Afropunk every year. That's um, right. So, yeah, if you see us, say hi. Mm-hmm. Don't give Jay drugs. You can Don't give me all drugs. the gifts. Those are the rules mm-hmm. for Afropunk. I will take other gifts, just not drugs. Please. I'm calling the gifts. I'm calling them gifts because this is recorded. Yes. No, I agree. But please know that I am accepting other gifts <laughs> outside of narcotics. Gotcha. Okay. Who says right, gifts to cool. narcotics? I don't know. Look at you. You're I'm not the plug. Saying. You are not the plug. No, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> not. I'm not. We also would um like for all of our listeners to tell BuzzFeed that you love us. Yes. So there is an article. We have the link in our show notes. Mm-hmm. And basically, just click that link. Leave in the comments of that article why you love us. And um, they are generating a list of summer podcasts. And we want to be on that list. That's right. They're looking for binge-worthy podcasts. So we think that our show is binge-worthy. We, our no, no. Is we know that our show That's is right. binge-worthy. We know that especially if you listen to our review episodes that also goes on with the theme of binging shit right so if you binged she's gotta have it if you binged dear white people our review series are definitely bingeable so please make sure that you let buzzfeed know where it's at yo the more people hear about this podcast the more people have the opportunity to listen to this podcast but yeah and that's like why we're doing this yeah mm-hmm. all right so you ready to get into the show let's do the motherfucking show okay All right. What kind of tea you drinking? It is 90 fucking degrees in it New York It is quite hot. I'm not and drinking tea. It is quite hot I'm in not, this little room. I'm not drinking tea. True that. So there's that. Okay, that's fair. I'm drinking water. I had a smoothie this morning. Uh, maybe we'll drink tea again I drank ginger ale because I was feeling gas in my stomach, but it was too mm. hot to drink tea. So I was like, let me just drink a ginger ale. Okay. Because I would have drank the tea and died. Mm. 
right there on Fulton. Nobody wants that. <laughs> what are your pronouns? My pronouns are she and her. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, and they. All okay. three are fine with okay. me. And what are you affirming for yourself? Ah, you beat week? me too. I, like I did. I don't really have one. Well, I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. Yes. That's, I affirm that every week. I affirm that I am enough. And I affirm that, you know, sometimes I don't have an affirmation. That's fair. And that's fine. Okay. And that's what I'm affirming. That's cool. I affirm that I am not a lady. I'm also not a part of ladies, not on Instagram, not on Twitter, not in emails, not in person. Hey, ladies. Right. I'm not a lady. I appreciate you saying hey, but just a reminder that I'm, <laughs> I'm not a lady. And I know that people forget that. And I still love you, but I'm just reminding you I'm not a lady. Do you want to remind them why you're not a lady? Just for. Oh, uh, yeah, we, we can do that. I haven't done listeners. that in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like ladyhood, institution of ladyhood or gentlemanhood or whatever that shit has been a part of my oppression and telling me the type of person or woman i'm supposed to be and it's attached to a lot of things or ladies not supposed to do this and ladies do this or don't do that or wear this or wear that or carry this and wear carry that and, and I jay says fuck all of that yeah shit. i don't want anything to do with that so please steer <laughs> clear of associating me with ladyhood thank you so much um i am also enough i'm cute i'm financially stable and abundantly healthy and wealthy okay yes. those are cute affirmations mm-hmm. all right um <laughs> <laughs> so you want to be quagmire so bad i kind of do without all of the all the rape, things that the it is without all the rape stuff yeah. yeah so last week we talked about our experience at podcast movement and gave general tips and understanding of Things to do when you're navigating a predominantly white space, right? As a person of color. How we were at this very white work conference, basically, is what it was. Yeah. Um, And there's nothing wrong with engaging with white folks except for all the shit that can come with it when it turns toxic. Yeah. Right? So when it comes to people who are not used to having to care about the presence of others and just doing them and encountering people of color perhaps for the first time in Mm -hmm. person there was a lot of weird shit please go back and listen to that episode it's episode 165 surviving toxic whiteness so we talked about that and then we got a letter from another black woman who was at podcast movement with us and she said a bunch of interesting shit that we we didn't catch. Yeah. So we want to read that letter. So Winona says, hey, y'all, I just wanted to reach out and say, hey, I saw you at Podcast Movement and just listened to your episode about your experience and wanted to write in with some commiserations. Yes, commiserate with us. I don't think I actually talked to y'all during, but I definitely noticed and appreciated your presence. Oh, I'm sure we noticed and appreciated yours, too, because we saw and counted all the, all black, the black people. Yes. I'm way too much of an introvert to blindly start up conversation. I'm the type to just awkwardly stand around until I find a place to insert myself or just wander off as quietly as I wandered into a space. Same. Stealth. Anyway, (laughs) what I wanted to say was all of what you had to share about your experience was dead on. The microaggressions, the overwhelming whiteness, the pure fuckery of it all. I was there alone, so I had to rely on the random connections I would make with other black women that I consistently ran into at sessions. It helped that I'm actually from Philly, so I had the opportunity to just go home when it was getting too much for me. Or in one case, to just miss the entire morning of sessions. We did that. Well, we didn't go home, but we did miss a few mornings of sessions. Some choice memories I had. A white woman tried to tell a black woman that her idea of a podcast about living in this country as an Afro-Latina, quote, wouldn't have enough people interested in listening and that she should do her show on editing because that's a topic that she, the white woman, would find more interesting. Who the fuck? Exactly. 
toxic whiteness. At which point I interrupted her to say that actually there's a ton of folks in this country who would be interested in listening and it's important for them to hear their own voices talk about the things that matter to them. She didn't have much to say after that, but I found myself consistently annoyed with the amount of space she insisted on taking up in other sessions. I also attended the panel with Shannon, Rabia, or Rabia, forgive me, Janice and Antonia. That was the only diversity panel I attended. Me too, girl. As as that was the only one that I noticed had a range of diverse folks versus the others that seemed pretty white and not very quote unquote diverse. The panel was cool, but then two white women showed up to catch the Terry Gross portion and sat down next to me like I wasn't even there. To the point where I felt like I had to shift myself in my seat to make room for this woman who couldn't contain herself at the idea of seeing this NPR person that I really don't know. I almost moved because she was working my last nerve with her heavy perfume and yelling in my ear and not being aware of the personal space of the person next to her. Then I caught myself. I was not going to let these white women come up in the space that I was already occupying and force myself out. We just had to be mad, awkward, and uncomfortable as I refused to give away, as I refused to give way to her thigh and arms all up in my space as I pushed back and regained my space, which worked, I think. That official podcasters of color meetup they had, the one in the open area, just to clarify, that's not the one that Barry had. This is a separate yeah, one this is a separate for the conference. Janky one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> janky one. Oh my. That official podcasters of color meetup they had, the one in the open area of the hotel lobby, the one where they tried to fit all the folks of color, but not really keep it as its own room. So there was still a bunch of white folks there. I tried. Yeah, we tried that too. Uh, we actually, we did stay for a while. It was hot as hell. I sat down and talked to black people. And it should have been in a conference room, yeah, just like, like the, the women's meetup was. Mm-hmm. It should have been in its own separate conference no, room. why would you do that? Yeah, it was like this open air. Anybody um, could have came. It was a happy down. hour thing. Yeah, Anybody? it was. And it was a hotel lobby. So anyone literally could have came and just right. been in that space. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't even think about the dynamics of that. Yeah, I didn't either until right. I read her letter. Yeah, and then partially also because we had the benefit of going to Berry's function, which was like its own little yeah, thing. Yeah, we, we so, took over that place. Right, right. That's interesting. The cast, po- the cast box party was pretty cool. I was coming straight from an LGBTQ podcasters meetup, so I felt like I had folks I actually had things in common with to chill with. And I'm not going to lie, I got caught up in the dancing. The copious amounts of free wine helped with that. Thank you, Castbox. Yes, yeah, word, word to that. They word could to throw a party. Box. Absolutely. Yeah. I missed that ending, though. Oh, the ending where well, we, we walked off. Yeah, well, where they played R. The Kelly. DJ. Had to make sure I caught my trolley home. Um, That's so cute. Trolley. Yeah. I know. You I go home a on trolley. a trolley. We should have took a trolley. I got to remember to do that to next where? time I'm in Philly. I don't know. Just there and back. Um, all in all, I enjoyed most of the sessions I attended and the connections I made. I wish I could have gotten over my shyness and connected with more black folks, but it is what it is. I was grateful to have been able to attend. The only reason I could afford to go was because I was actually in the town. It was actually in the town where I live. So that goes back to us talking about access. Yeah. I bought my ticket off someone who got last year's early bird price and I had a shit ton of time i could take off from work but i still had to sneak off for a meeting in the middle of it i got tickets for next year's i'm torn about going orlando in august will be hot as hell and there won't be anywhere i can escape to like i could this year but at least i got the cheaper price and can sell my tickets if it comes down to it i do want to keep the representation of folks of color 
up at these things so they don't get all comfortable being in their all white mm, bubbles. That's a good thing. Mm. And one more thing. How did I not know there was an IHOP near there? <laughs> oh, you got to ask, ask a black, a black, black woman. person. You got to ask a black person. Yeah. Anyway, I love that I got a chance to discover your show. One of the great things to come out of the conference. A whole new set of podcasts to explore. Winona. Thank you, Winona. Thanks, Winona. I love and appreciate this letter. And kind of what we were talking about when we talk about toxic whiteness is the notion of like who takes up space, who gets to take up space and how do they engage with that space. So when she talked about sitting in the diversity session and the two white women coming to sit next to her for the next session and kind of ignoring that she was sitting there. Yeah. Right. So that that often happens. That happens to me sometimes on the train. How many times a white man has bumped me? Yeah, and they just yeah. walk as if they have right. not even yes, and it's because realize they hit a person because I'm not a person. There we go. That's what it is. It's because people of color are often looked at as invisible. We are either there to be in service and of service to the white majority, or we're seen as invisible. The the culture I'm from, like we said, we're from the Bronx. The culture and the experience that I have on the train at certain stops in the Bronx versus the experience that I had when I moved to 86th Street. Yeah, and that area is a whole different way to engage with people. We're still talking about the New York City subway. So we're talking about large crowds of people who culturally engage differently just based on mutual respect, based on a level of white supremacy and racism and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So this notion of how something so simple of two white women sitting down next to you turning into a toxic exchange versus... Somebody maybe just sitting down yeah. and saying, hey, or, or sitting down and not I'm fucking saying, saying anything, but not sitting on your fucking body. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's this feeling. And that's what white supremacy is. And people think that just because you don't use the N word or just because you or that ignoring is someone is like, OK, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the way that we engage with one another in instances like that, the way that white folks, certain white folks take up space is what makes those interactions toxic. Those are the people that are usually the I don't see color people anyway. Mm hmm. Because I don't see nothing. Because I don't see I don't anything. See and that's why I don't, I don't see you unless you're white. Yeah. And that's why the whole term of I, n- I don't see color is bullshit. Right. Because why do you have to erase us, mm-hmm. delete my color in order for you to be remembered that I am right. a person? That makes no sense. You right. should see color and just know that that color is a human. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's no need for you to, like, fucking delete who people are right. um, in order for you to tolerate or be accepting of them. Mm-hmm. I do want to say something about podcast movement that I don't think we touched last time. Jay and I did leave the space feeling very inf- affirmed about what we do. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Because we does this. Like, we're mm-hmm. in these sessions and people are having these conversations that Jay and I have already, like, tackled and done when it yeah. comes to, like, how we produce this podcast, right. um, the growth of this podcast, and all of that stuff. And Jay mm-hmm. and I, we have no background. We have no media record, like, none of that. Mm-hmm. And to know that we started this podcast four years ago, self-taught, mm-hmm. taught ourselves all of this shit, and to be around people who are paying mad money to right. learn this shit that we taught ourselves is just yes. like damn we some bad yes. bitches that we taught ourselves and based on because our work is community building we have taught other people how to yes, do this shit. Yes, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, other people have tapped into us as a resource. And that's honestly a part of why we make it a business to go to these conferences because not everybody can go. Yeah. So when I come back and, and I, if I've learned something and somebody has a question, have something to I could be a resource. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that's valuable. Something else that Winona said that I thought was interesting was when she was in a session and a white woman tried to tell a black woman that her idea of pod was 
She said her idea of pod of a podcast about living in this country as an Afro Latina quote wouldn't have enough people interested in listening, and that she should do her show on editing because that's a topic that the white woman would be interested in. Yeah, so that's another example of toxic whiteness, mm-hmm. and it's something else that I noticed throughout the conference is that there's this large disparity between the way that we understand different communities of people. Yeah, because we all interact with media and different platforms differently yes. we all engage differently mm-hmm. right so to this white woman a conversation about being an afro-latina in this country makes no sense to her, to her. but meanwhile there are huge populations of people who will find that interesting including white women yeah you know what i'm saying who are interested i listen to so many podcasts that are hosted by people whose backgrounds i know nothing about we host That's a podcast where we center black femmes and black women and we have, and we have men and, and we have men, white women that listen. Absolutely. So that's, that yeah. just makes no sense. It makes right. me think of the conversation we had. I don't remember the man's name, but he was like, we're talking about the length of podcasts. Oh my God. And the man was like, well, it should only be 22 minutes. Right. And it's like, no there's no mm-hmm. way like the way we consume things like you it's to me, I got that you, all you want is the headlines right. All you want is the, the fucking yeah the headline mm-hmm. and that's it you don't want the context you don't right. know what goes further right which um shows the faulty way to me that many white people consume media mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's it, like quick yeah like, quick snapshot. i just need to you don't even know like the right. whole story is actually important but it's not important to you because you're mm-hmm. a white man and you have all this privilege also that so that time that whole like 22 minutes for a podcast or whatever also that tends to be based on like people's commute times right and how long it takes you to get from like you know your house to work or whatever not thinking that there are people of of color across this country who because they have to take public transportation getting somewhere even within your own city could take an hour yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. from leaving your house to walking to the bus to getting on the fucking bus transferring and all that shit some shit that's a 15 minute drive to one person that's a whole hour that a a person of color or or a white person or whoever of a certain socioeconomic background who does not have a car exactly anywhere in this nation has to take the bus coming from traveling me traveling from the bronx where i lived in the bronx to work that was the easy Easy hour and a half. Easy. Yeah. You know that's, what I'm my, that's my commute to work. So, I work right, in Harlem. Right. I live in East New York and I work in Harlem. My commute is long. Exactly. So it's easily, and, and that's, we're saying an hour and a half, that's three hours a day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, like, it goes back to understanding that there are people in the, in the, in the world and particularly now we're talking about the u.s who are not just like you you know yeah, what i'm saying it's all they, a different type of they only want to cater to right. people just like that exactly that's what makes it toxic mm-hmm. so you can exist and be a white person in this world and not be toxic i mean you're probably going to be toxic by default on some level but yeah because of the privilege exactly but if we are constantly working against that and you should be constant. We should, as people, we should all be constantly thinking our way out of our privilege. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so how, how to do not I- be toxic to exactly. the person whom your privilege could oppress. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought that that was interesting because there was another session that I was in and it was actually Barry's session. Barry was teaching folks how to do audiograms. Yeah. Right. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Barry. That. We did an audiogram. And they loved it. They Y'all loved, loved it. it. Y'all loved it. So I'm going to do that shit every week. If I had one, if I didn't have a full-time ass whack-ass job, because I was like, oh, I could actually go back to episode one and make hot-ass fire-ass audiograms of shit people haven't even heard from us mm-hmm. yet. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But anyway, maybe I'll do that. But she was talking about audiograms and this white guy in the back was saying how he heard that social media is not an effective way to gain listeners yo and <laughs> barry was like 
don't remember what she said. She said, um, she said something like, she I said, am filled with rage right yeah, now. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Uh-huh. But what he was saying also, so, so there's black Twitter, right? And so black Twitter is not just because it's black folks on Twitter. It's because black women in particular make up what about like 25 percent mm-hmm. of the population of folks using twitter yeah. engaging on twitter being active on twitter right so when you talk about okay is your podcast does can you gain new listeners on social media you and i have gained mad new listeners just based on our social, social media, media presence mm-hmm. which is not huge i'm not a fucking influencer or whatever I'm i don't have either. a large presence so like it's the way that we engage with these platforms. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so he was speaking from the perspective of a white man and regurgitating some shit that probably another white I man told him. Yeah. yeah, maybe y'all maybe y'all can't get listeners off social media, but maybe you're not targeting the right people. What it's is your content? A, and who are you talking to? And why are you here and get out of my face? <laughs> it's basically, especially when it comes to Twitter, because Twitter has become such a force in black activism Mm -hmm. and just in black conversation period that's when it started to be twitter was whack Mm -hmm. that's when Mm -hmm. those ramblings started to come around so and when they took vine away from us i will never forgive i will never forget (laughs) okay they took vine they took my happy black children from across the country they're they're upset that we are able to engage with each other for free right and that's Um, why they keep fucking with us taking vine away fucking with my our algorithms and putting shit out of order and shit yeah so no it's not dead mm-hmm. like stop saying that it's mm-hmm. not dead and like barry that reads me too yeah. it was just like what right but it's it's that other piece of it that's not acknowledging our voice and our perspective as a valid voice and perspective because the default is whiteness and more specifically white maleness you yeah, know what i'm saying very specific which is whack and washed um whack and fucking washed yes I do want to say this is a, a side note to the homie Adrian. Adrian, Adrian we have finally Adrian. Read- okay. I had to do it. Okay, we have finally read all of your letters. We have, and we are going to read them. It was actually on the list this week, but we realized we're running out of time, and so now that we at least have read them, we can put we can them on the list them. for yes. uh, for next week. Yeah, so maybe. Shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to you, Adrian. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. All right. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money <laughs> do you know what this year is um what's this year well it's 2018 but do you know what 2018 is all about what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women year. your money yes so give okay. black women your money hashtag pay black women okay, yo okay okay so how so. do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes um, twice a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvthqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. and we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the, the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money we will take that shit we will love that shit we will appreciate that we shit will use that shit that's right so once again tea with queen and jay.com hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes
and we're black all the time I that's just made, right just made that up okay you want to tell us what pay black women is give me your fucking money <laughs> yeah so pay black women is our segment where we either support a black woman or indigenous woman's business that's right give money to a black woman or indigenous woman in need so there's either like a donation or something like that for something that they need Mm -hmm. or we give money to a black black black-led organization or indigenous women organization so it's all about getting money into these women's hands because when you pay a black woman you pay an indigenous woman you help the world so Jay is going to give us the pay black woman for today. Yes, I will. So today's pay black woman goes out to Busayo and the website is BusayoNYC.com. That's B-U-S-A-Y-O-N-Y-C.com. Mm-hmm. And Busayo specializes in African print garments, dresses, jackets, separates, all that good shit. She had a pop-up recently, summer pop-up, a celebration of African print. Um, she does all of her, I think she works with folks to do all of her, like, the textiles and yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not just those prints that I think are, like, Dutch made or some shit yeah. like that, right? Uh-huh. So they're, like, genuine, authentic African prints. And she's popping, yo. So check out her website. There's actually a 15% discount happening through September 10th. So mm-hmm. the code to that is at the top banner of her website. So yeah. please check that out, BusayoNYC.com. We also went to a um, like a little workshop that she did last yeah. summer at the Free Black Women's Library. Yep. Did you want to talk about that? She basically was schooling us on African prints. I didn't know until that day that a lot of African prints were like Dutch made right. things. Mm-hmm. But I learned a lot there. So um yeah, she's like making clothes but then also educating us on African prints and African clothing, which right. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew that, but it was good to have like a comprehensive discussion about like how that happened mm-hmm. and how we got there and that other stuff. And then also kind of talk about some of the politics of of black Americans and black folks throughout the diaspora wearing yeah. African yes, prints and we stuff did like talk that. About that yeah, too. because from you know when i was like a teenager or whatever and i started wearing african print for me it was okay i don't want to shop at macy's let me give my money to this black woman you know what i'm saying and at the time no i didn't know that those were a lot of those prints were dutch made and shit like that but for me it was better to give my money to a black woman regardless than to be like at macy's buying some stuff that doesn't even feel like myself you know what i'm saying but in that dialogue in the workshop we got to talk about like the different sides of that and everybody's feelings on that shit so that was really cool i just remembered when you came at that moment there was an icy moment (laughs) i felt like we were in a safe space and she brought up white supremacist patriarchal capitalism (laughs) in a way to validate and jay was like no i was i felt it felt like violence to me i was um i don't i it felt like violence to me i'm trying to be better with when and how i use the term triggered I listened to Queer Walk's recent episode on that, but I was about to say I was triggered because I felt honestly hot in my body like that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but it did feel like white <laughs> violence. We had a moment. I see her in the streets sometimes. You do? Like, honestly, too much. I oh, do. That's yeah. awkward. And we've said hello a few times, but I think the last time we didn't say hello. It was just like, oh, there she goes. But, um. Yeah, so that is our pay black women. Yes, pay Busayo. Yes. Do that shit. You her. ready to get into news that's not news? Yes, let's get into news that's not news. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. 
News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news. That's not news. So news is not news is the segment where we highlight stories that we think should be in the news that the mainstream media isn't covering. Or we give a perspective that the mainstream media isn't going to necessarily touch because, you know... They fuck boys. Right. So we do that here. And that's that is right. our news that's not news segment. True that. So shit that we know already, this is actually news that is kind of news. But I think that it's a lot of information. Mm-hmm. And it's like ongoing and it seems hopeless and shit. So I think a lot of us tend to like disengage from it. Yeah. Um. So as we know, the U.S. government and uh, Trumpito and his clan have separated over 2,500 children from um, parents who had illegally entered the U.S. At this time, almost 2,000 of those children have been reunited. And so there's still about 500 kids who are without their parents, Mm -hmm. who we don't know where they're at. Um, Recently, the Trump administration is trying to put the burden of reuniting those families on the ACLU and nonprofit organizations and other charities yeah. versus them like you separated these you families. You did this. You fix your shit. Thing. Fix, Fucking fix it. Fix right? your shit. Yeah. So according to ABC News, a federal judge flatly rejected a Trump administration effort to shift the burden of tracking down hundreds of migrant parents deported without their children right so that's a key piece of this so they weren't only separated but parents were sent back to their home Home countries without their their children which i don't understand i still don't understand aside from like let's scare them to death let's scare people out of coming here yeah there is no point to separating these children from their families yeah you're gonna send them back send them back as a whole family yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, the Trump administration tried to shift the burden of tracking down hundreds of migrant parents deported without their children to the ACLU and other nonprofit and, and nonprofits and charities, saying the government is 100% responsible for the separation and failure to reunite the migrant families. So a judge ruled that, like, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah. And that the burden of this needs to go back on the U.S. government yes. for them to figure that out. So the judge says for every parent that is not located, there will be a permanently orphaned child. And that is 100% the result of the administration. Yep. Federal judge Dana Sabra said. The reality is there are close to 500 parents that have not been located. Many have been removed from the country without their child, he continued. All of this is the result of the government separation and failure to track and reunite the families. Sabra said he plans to file an order in the coming days requiring the government to continue providing information and updates and to assign a competent leader to take charge. Last night, the Trump administration attorneys filed an unusual request in the U.S. District Court in Southern California arguing that the ACLU and various charities should carry the burden finding the 410 migrant parents deported without their children under the government's zero tolerance policy so that shit is wild that's fucking crazy i don't understand that and then even when some i read something and i forgive me i can't i don't know the source so please just take this as some shit that that i read but that they reunited parents with their children if they passed certain background checks and shit like that yo like give these just give them their fucking wait what like if they met certain guidelines then they were reunited but you don't need like a license or like prerequisites to be a parent so why does that apply here like what the fuck is that a background check i don't know i don't i didn't get it 
and it, it sounded like they identified okay you are the parent but now we got to do this other shit it didn't sound like yeah. they weren't sure if these were the parents or not so that was fucking strange mm-hmm. that is but, very strange right on a lighter note uh an article in mashable identifies seven activist groups supporting families at the border that need your help right now so we know that the immigration issue um spans beyond the border yeah and that there are uh immigrants of all different hues from all different countries who are being affected by the trump administration and their funky bullshit but this list in particular is just a list of groups supporting families at the border so that list i'm going to rattle it off and then i'm going to read it off and then we will include it in the show notes the article to this so that you can donate and help support any of the organizations that you are moved to do so so um there's rices and that is the refugee and immigrant center for education and legal services. They are a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing immigrant families and refugees with affordable legal assistance. There's the ACLU, and we know that some people find them to be problematic at times, but they have their hands in a lot of this stuff. Um, ACLU is a nonprofit that defends immigrants' rights. The organization is addressing ICE and Border Patrol abuse, immigration policies, and more, along with educating the nation on how to uphold the Constitution. There is Young Center for Immigrant Children's Rights. Um, They advocate for the safety and well-being of unaccompanied kids arriving in the U.S. They work to protect children from harsh immigration laws and recently announced projects specifically dedicated to helping children separated from their parents at the border. There's Border Angels, which is California-based volunteer organization. It primarily focuses on tackling immigration reform and promoting social justice at the U.S.-Mexican border. Donations are used to fund educational programs, free immigration services, and events to support those in need. There's Kids in Need of Defense, which defends the right of unaccompanied immigrants or refugee children and assures and ensures they cannot appear in court with, without a, quote, high-quality legal representation. There's Asylum Seeker Advocacy Project, which represents families crossing the border and connects them with support systems that wouldn't normally be able to access. They also work to prevent wrongful deportations from the U.S. and provide legal and emergency services. And then lastly, there's Donate via Act Blue. If you're not sure which um, organization to to, to donate to, then Act Blue provides a simple and convenient way for people to distribute a single donation to eight different charities in need. And there's a link in this article where you can do that. Um, And it says you can help kids being separated from their families at the border by donating to We Belong Together, United We Dream, Women's Refugee Commission, ACLU, Kids in Need of Defense, Asylum Seeker Project, Human Rights First, and La Union de Pueblo Entero. Um, So again, I will leave the link to this in the show notes in case you would like to support any of these organizations. This is some quick and easy shit that you can do from your fucking laptop but also remember that it's important that we fucking vote if you're a voter that's some shit that yeah, you do midterm we got elections, midterm are, elections coming are coming up we got to get these motherfuckers out of here check to see if you could vote like yes. check to see if your registration is all good one time mine just disappeared out of nowhere okay. i don't know how that happened mm-hmm. um so yeah check now to see if you're registered to vote if not just register again so let's get into moments and black hair let Why do you sing if we already have someone? Because I like doing that. <laughs> I didn't have the, the the guts to get it all out though. My throat didn't want to do it. Okay. Anyway, so we got a moment in black hair here. Yes, we do. So something that 
a topic that always comes up is black women's hair or black hair period yeah any black person's hair we know that our hair is just hair but unfortunately it is it's politicized politi- yeah. in this country so every black hair is uh political sadly but like every single hair yes like every strand every strand every strand of black ass hair <laughs> is made political. to be political yes so um this week in our moment in black hair this is an article in ebony magazine they reported that the u.s navy finally announced that it will allow service women to wear different types of hairstyles including ponytails and locks black women have long requested for changes in the navy's rules about hair for female service members so locks braids and twists which are described as quote-unquote rope-like strands um yeah and wider hair buns are now allowed ponytails can also be worn while in uniform Captain Thorea Kent, who's been a part of the Navy for 26 years and served as a member of a group that urged the military branch to change its practices, said that additional grooming options would remove distractions and that women would be able to keep their natural hair without chemically altering it. So prior to this, locks and twists of any kind were not allowed. So that's just like a regular ass two strand twist. Anything hanging from the head was not allowed. Um, And if you pulled your hair into a bun like into a ponytail, the hair could only be two inches off of your scalp, which we know for a lot of women who have kinky and curly That's hair, not it's not about to lay flat. Like Mm-mm. it's, it's going to be, your ponytail is going to be a poof. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the actual ponytail or poof itself could only be three inches in diameter. And we know if you have a whole ass natural ass afro, it's going to be, it's going to be longer impossible. than that. Yeah. That's impossible. So it is important that this has now changed and shifted so that we can exist as our natural as black ass selves yeah. instead of having to chemically alter our hair to do the things that white women can do or white folks can, can do, do without th- chemically altering yeah that's so ridiculous mm-hmm. so that's great they get to do whatever the fuck they want to do with their hair now well it's not whatever the fuck they can wear locks they can wear twists the ponytail rules have changed but it's still military oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, they like can't do still, colors. Right. You can't do... I, they couldn't before. They couldn't do, like, zigzags. Your, your cornrows had to go straight back if you wore cornrows. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, it's not a game. It's not a game. So, you See, have that's to, why I ain't in the military. One, because my parents said I can't be in a white man's military. Mm-hmm. Two, because I need to do what the fuck I want to do. Right, right, I don't even like right. uniforms, so mm-hmm. that just wouldn't work for me. The but that is crazy. The military recruiter in high school called my house and... Uh, after I uh, schooled him on all of my hotep theories at the time mm-hmm. and that I wasn't about to do it and why you here in my high school and why you calling my house, he never called again. So oh, I, I never, I We didn't have a recruiter in my school. You were in like a high school that was focused on educating black children. <laughs> 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 Mine was not. I was in the prison to uh, the, the school, the prison pipeline. <laughs> so, and they have no other choice. Let's have a recruiter. Yeah, there. no, they had this guy. He was just there every fucking day and fucking integrated himself into high school life. Yeah, he was there all the time. That sounds like a movie. He integrated himself into high school life. That's how. That's how it seemed. I'll be. I have a lot of questions now that I'm an adult looking back at this. <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah. Sounds a little on Kelly. Listen, I don't know, but it seems inappropriate looking back. The casual nature in which he was hanging out in school in his military uniform. But hey, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um speaking of black ass black hair yes we got a letter from a listener yeah i love this letter i do too i really really do Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna read the letter okay black hair joy 
Hey, Queen and Jay. I've been listening to this podcast for a few weeks and I love y'all. In the meantime, I want to share this black hair joy. I've been wanting this hair too, but after running it by my mom, a co-worker, and a few women in my friend circle and getting nods of disapproval, I started second-guessing my like for the hairstyle. After reevaluating their opinions and realizing they didn't like the hairstyle because it's too unprofessional for a dental clinic manager or a or a bit much in general, I said fuck their opinions because I love the hairstyle. This hairstyle is bringing me so much joy. Once this hairstyle materialized, no one kept that same energy. And then she used the um, painting my nails emoji. Yes, that's that flossing emoji. Mm -hmm. And I've been receiving so many compliments from everyone i walked in a dental clinic ready to snatch the edges off of anybody who has something negative to say but everyone seemed to love it who knows what they said behind my back but i'm too high off of this hairstyle anyway here comes the best part of my joy the passive aggressive racist white bitch walked up to me all giddy and shit talking about "Ooh, i love your hair this old bitch has literally harassed another dental assistant because of her dark skin because she has hr in her palms no one has been able to reprimand her in a way she would be reprimanded. That's a horrible HR person, by the way. I can't stand her, but I have to keep it professional. Anyway, this old bitch reached to touch my ponytails. And I ducked her sweaty ass saucy fingers. Why they always got sausage fingers? Because they always have arthritis. Oh my goodness. No shade to anyone with arthritis. No. Uh, just, just this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, sausage fingers with matrix quickness. I said thank you and tried to remain polite and professional because I am her manager. I'll be damned if she had if she was going to get the satisfaction of laying her fingers on my hair. I thought she got the message until she clapped her hands together, squeezed her cheeks and jumped up and down. I <laughs> Wait, can I just squeeze one please? They're so adorable. Oh, she was all in her white neck. Yes. Like, you said no. <laughs> can let me just do it. Is what she said. I stared at I stared her in the eyes and said slowly and calmly, "No." No, Kathy, you absolutely cannot touch my hair. Mm. And to see the blood drain from her cheeks, the smile melt from her face, and the disappointment in her eyes gave me all types of black joy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being unapologetically beautiful, black, and opinionated. This podcast gives me life. Thanks, Anonymous. And the picture you sent us. It's fire. Your hair is popping. That is Afropunk hair. I love it. Super cute. Cute. You're cute. Yeah, really. Yes, that hairstyle's banging. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. So here's to you deciding to do the hairstyle that everyone said you shouldn't do or wasn't professional enough. That's the key right there. Yes. Just for anybody listening. Listening. it is two ponytails in the front they do that puff thing it's like several like layers of puff so they're real long puff ponytails and then a set of cornrows i think in the back that are like beaded yeah and like mm-hmm. adorned and shit like that it's fire it's yo it looks so good it's really really pretty so so i want to give you a libations for just going with what you wanted to do and yep. not going by what everybody was saying to mm-hmm. you about it being a professional being too risque or whatever other language they may have used and also for standing your ground and letting that white bitch not touch your hair yep which little do people know that's uncomfortable for us to have to tell you people yeah okay we don't want to honestly we just like to go about our day for the most part and like people like to be decent to one another Mm -hmm. so i don't want to be put in a position where i have to tell somebody no you can't do something yeah so maybe stop asking me to do stupid shit that you wouldn't ask like your white home girl who had a regular ass oh when i say no why the fuck are you saying why don't ask why. why 
you asked because you, I guess you were deciding you were giving me an option, yeah. and the option I chose was no. So it stops there. That's like, a toxically what, white response. Why would the unless fuck? we are very close friends asking me why after I tell you no about something is toxically white. It's toxically white. It is. And yeah. by very close friends, I mean even if you're white asking a black friend to touch their hair, that's still toxically white. Or if you say why, you could say why in a way that's just like why. Um, Okay, I want to ask why because I hear lots of black women yes. say blah 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 blah. Can you teach me why? Yes. That's a different kind of why yes. than why I want to touch it. Right, right. You know, instead instead of a per- persuasive why, yes. you could ask an inquisitive why. Yeah, like you know? school me why. I right. need to know why so right, I don't do right. this dumb mm-hmm. shit to somebody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Leave it. That's. But if you're listening to this podcast, we already fucking told you why. <laughs> so maybe you just don't. Don't. Tell your white friends. Don't touch my. There's a fucking song. There's a song about it, don't and we all agree. Don't, don't touch our hair. hair. All right. Oh, gosh. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. get into the pit. Everybody, strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Jay, you mind telling them what the pit is? Uh, sure. The pit is where we throw people, places, and things that are trying to fuck with our black joy. Okay, so the pit the pit so now jay and i are sharing this pit we both mm-hmm. are collectively this doing this communal ass, pit, community right? ass pit yes so when we were talking when we were like let's do this i was like i'm tired of talking about this shit mm-hmm. and jay was like no it needs to be talked about yeah. all right so this is the subject of the pit um according to tmz um what is his name blake griffin mm-hmm. it was reported that blake griffin was supposed to pay 258k a month for child support that is actually wrong the number is close to 232 per month which is 384,000 per year which shouldn't be a huge deal because blake griffin just signed a five-year deal for 171 million dollars dollarless yeah not dollarless because it's American dollars, but I was just trying to be. Oh, was that Spanish? I don't yeah. think that's in Spanish. Yeah, that's okay. how you say dollars in Spanish. Dollarless. Oh, you're rolling your R. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm still oh, okay. like American from the Bronx. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we want to talk about all of the motherfuckers, usually who are not the father of that child. Right. Usually who are not. Um, he's. It's actually two children. It's his fiance, ex fiance, mm-hmm. two children. Just to give you context. They have no relation to this man. Mm-hmm. They have no relation to this woman. They're not even godfathers of these kids. Right. They have nothing to do with the situation, but always want to insert themselves in this conversation about what is owed to a woman mm-hmm. and her children. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So my issue with this, my huge issue with this, is that I don't understand how lots of men, especially men who pay child support or who should be, because mm-hmm. a lot of y'all fucking don't, right. why do y'all equate a child to a bill? Right. So the internet, just to give some context, the internet was going wild when they heard this initial number of 258K mm-hmm. a month. And even some articles that I read that were supposed to be reporting on the issue were inserting like opinion to yeah, it. Yeah, this is like, which is this, this insane amount of money, money. They would use language like that instead of just saying the facts. Yeah. Like tell me the facts and say the internet r- went crazy. But adding words like this insane amount of money or this that or whatever because honestly for me your 
child support bill is a portion of your income. It's a percentage of your income, mm-hmm. right? So if you make $5 a month, it's still going to be a percentage of your income. Yeah. If you make $171 million in a five-year period, your child support is still going to be a percentage of your of income, income, right? And so it's based on that. So yeah, that could be a lot of money, but if you are a wealthy person, your child, I can't understand why your child, child. especially like of, of a child age, they should be able to live in the life accustomed one of the amount of money that you're making. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because so, that's what it would be if they did not break up. Right. If that is the lifestyle that that child would be Absolutely. living in. So what is the difference? Because now it is a co-parenting situation mm-hmm. and y'all live in separate spaces. Why is it now different? Why mm-hmm. do you now only think that money is only going to the woman and no longer the child? Because mm-hmm. if they were still together, this conversation doesn't happen, right. even though his money benefits both the child and the woman mm-hmm. so now that they're not together sh- like it yeah. doesn't benefit the, the like it's it's very strange it's very frustrating it's very annoying and i just don't like when usually broke motherfuckers who mm-hmm. insert themselves in these conversation like nobody is talking about the 17 percent of your fucking 20 dollars right. motherfucker like right. relax mm-hmm. like which is still only 17 <laughs> percent, and it really goes back to the fact that a lot of men do not know or care what children cost yeah you know what i'm saying personally i don't think my dad knew what children costed until my baby brother who he had like later in life yeah when he was within his marriage i mean we were came from within a marriage but then yeah. also divorced but within his second marriage and now i think he can see what children cost yeah you know what i'm saying because even the way that he would sometimes suggest to my sister what she could earn in relation to what her five children cost yeah was like oh this is this is way off the mark you yeah, don't know you, what we cost you don't know you've been complaining anything. about child support every time you saw us since we were children and don't you still know. don't know what we cost anything you don't know what kids cost and that's the issue that most of them don't know anything right. anything i don't have children i've never raised a child mm-hmm. i'm hardly raising a cat okay right. but i know that it's expensive mm-hmm. so when that conversation happens i kind of just like shut up right because i don't really besides the attack on women that mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. you know i can't interject myself in there but right. besides all of that it's like if you don't know shut up and mind your business wherever your and child it's not your lives, money wherever your child lives you need to be paying the rent. There, yeah. Right. They need to live somewhere, right? They need somewhere to live. Period. period. So that whole thing about you don't want to pay your baby mama's rent or whatever. You does better your, pay does her your, rent. Does your baby live there? Yeah. Where's your kid? Your do you, or, or maybe get custody of your kid. Maybe they could live. They ain't gonna too. do. You right. mean be a dad full time. Because then we talking about actual like labor. Yeah. Like you mean I gotta come home after work? So I, can, a, I can't go play ball. Exactly. I gotta come home after. And work? there's a reason why I say all the time if I have a child mm-hmm. and we're not together, I will pay child support. Right. And he could he could have full custody mm-hmm. of the child mm-hmm. because right like there's mm. also been conversation about the type of uh woman that his ex-fiance is mm-hmm. so uh somebody on social media was mentioning how she has a baby from some other wealthy person yeah okay i in response mentioned i heard she had a cousin named larry because that's <laughs> yeah, irrelevant. It? It's irrelevant to the conversation Ooh, it doesn't matter the fact is blake still has two children that he made yeah. by this person yes it doesn't matter what she did who she slept with how many how other does kids that did even she matter Blake, blake decided to it have doesn't. two children mm-hmm. with someone that's all that that is right and you gotta pay what you owe and they cost money Pay what you owe. He supposed to go to public. They supposed to go to public school. Did Blake? Now? But did Blake even complain? That's the other piece of it. <laughs> like 
Blake, no. did, I didn't hear Blake say not no. a damn thing. No, but people get up in arms. If there's any implication that a woman is going to benefit from, from a situation in any way, then it's a problem. Th- yeah. Then it's a problem. A huge problem. Imagine if she takes out her kids to eat, okay? It's so many. It's this whole thing is dumb. It's very this dumb. This whole thing is dumb. It if is you so are the, dumb. If you are the custodial parent and you with them kids damn near twenty four seven, right? And y'all go out to eat. You supposed to pay for their food with Blake's money and pay for your own meal. Like, yeah, like it's little piece like, meal dumb this, shit like the that. The thing that annoys me with that is that people don't understand that this is still a family. Right. This is still a yes. family, regardless yes. of the family structure being yes. different from them being yes. in the same home. This yes. is still a family yes. and they're both still taking care of this family. Yes. The period. Well, if, the, if the custodial parent is stressed about money, is not happy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How you want your, that's what you want your kids all day? With? That's where you want them to be? This is still a family. Y'all right. are both still actively making sure you provide mm-hmm. all the things this child needs. Mm-hmm. A family. Right. It's because y'all don't live in the same place. Like, you you both equally are equally responsible mm-hmm. for providing whatever is needed for the family. You want your kids to look fresh to death, and you want them to be walking around with a dusty-ass looking mom? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She can't get a pair of shoes? She can't get her nails done? Not with that Blake money. Right. <laughs> It's dumb. She's supposed to have different like it makes it's dumb. No. The fact that sense. the fact that motherhood is labor. It's very weird. Pay her for that shit. Y'all could come together and create a whole ass human being. <laughs> but then you lack the compassion to make the person who you made a whole ass human being with yeah. to make sure that like they're in a comfortable situation. Yes. Like, and, and these are things that so I'm adding this context to this conversation mm-hmm. but we're not even talking about alimony we're talking about child support child pay what support. you owe right pay what you owe your child should be able to live if you are a wealthy person your child should be able to live the same the similar lifestyle to how you live we're not yes. talking about a grown ass child we're talking about children before the age of 18 yeah you know what I'm saying so if let's say it was which it wasn't so it ended up actually being 32,000 a month but yeah. if it was $258,000 a month then so fucking what yeah. if that's something that based on a percentage he can manage children are very expensive we're talking about private school we're talking about wealthy people you know yeah. what I'm saying we're talking about private school we're talking about the mortgage on whatever house they live in we're talking or whatever. about health care we're talking about extracurricular activities they're supposed to walk up in the Bronx like <laughs> They're supposed to, you want them to go to public school? We don't want anyone to go to public school. They're I supposed to go to public school. They're supposed to go to public school while their father plays ball and gets this his... This is fucking dumb. Million dollar contracts. Y'all are fucking dumb. Like, Stop being fucking dumb, yo. Stop can. being dumb. And it they also can. comes from a model of scarcity. Yes. Like, everybody could eat, yo. Everybody could eat, and you you usually broke men who are up in arms about this, this ain't your money. Right. You know, but like what right okay if you are if you can't afford whatever child support you're paying now then do something and make more money people hate women so much so much that any inclination of a woman eating a piece of bread or a sandwich (laughs) with a man's money a man whose children (laughs) she's raising and probably because he's on the road and does stuff she's the person who's managing their schedule you know what i'm saying she's the person who is arranging their play dates she is the person who's making sure their laundry gets done and shit like that. She is the primary caretaker. Yeah. She should be comfortable and she should be happy. 
Like, why would you want your child, like you said, your mm-hmm. children blinging, and then their mom looking like some scallywag? Because people don't know what or, children cost. Like, what? That makes no sense. They y'all are still a family. Cost. You mm-hmm. should still care about, whether or not y'all are together or not, you should still care about your family right. or get to a point where y'all can right. co-parent in a way where y'all still care mm-hmm. because y'all have these humans yeah. to fucking raise together. Like, I just, I, uh Men do not know what children cost. And that goes financially. <sighs> that goes labor wise mm-hmm. emotional labor and the physical labor of children and managing their shit they don't know they don't care and they don't believe us when we tell them because it's always there's always men always have this notion and and patriarchal society in general which yeah. includes women mm-hmm. that women are lying yes so when we complain and deceitful and deceitful and that goes for women with kids without kids or whatever mm-hmm. the general notion is that women are lying which is why rape culture is allowed to thrive yep. which is why um why the, what gold digger exist yes yes the, that whole concept, concept of, of gold diggers yeah thing. Uh, we think that our wives are lying yeah. that whatever whatever injustice they've explained or whatever they endured at work is they're not necessarily telling the truth about it mm-hmm. or whatever um so there's always this notion that women are lying mm-hmm. and so when it comes to child support people are constantly thinking that oh well, she doesn't need all of that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying That's annoying. children are expensive emotionally labor-wise financially and then it also shows that for the most part society thinks that men should only care about things that are in proximity to them mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. so since they're not together anymore none of his money should be allocated to her right which is fucking ridiculous right. that is the mother of his children regardless of whatever happened in mm-hmm. their relationship she is a mother of his children so mm-hmm. that's just they what it want is. these mothers she to has to be in, in proximity to her mm-hmm. and because she's not in proximity to him anymore she's not serving him anymore so valuable. why yeah so why should she have anything and that's mm-hmm. the shit that's like y'all are bugging right. like it's just crazy right. how much servitude a woman is supposed to have to a man. So because that servitude isn't there to him anymore because they're not together, mm-hmm. she's entitled to nothing. Which she is raising his, his children. children. So there is still an element of service in practice. Yes. Those are his children yeah. that she's making sure don't die <laughs> or eat food that goes against their fucking allergies. Yeah. Have, have clean socks, have clean underwear, all those things. They want these women to fucking send them an itemized list of, okay, so I bought Ryan, I bought Ryan a sandwich and then he needed three pairs of socks. And so I bought three pairs of socks and an underwear, but then, you know, he had a runny nose. And so I made sure I got some, you can't write all that shit down. You're They're not- expensive. If I have any one of my five nieces or nephews for the week, it's gonna cost it runs your pockets no it runs your pockets yes it does because they're gonna want a sandwich and then they're only gonna eat half and then you're gonna be mad that they only ate half of the sandwich and you don't eat whatever that sandwich was so now that sandwich is garbage and then 20 minutes later they're gonna want another fucking sandwich i had my nephew and a bunch of families when he was younger we were all walking to central park and he had because he's a fucking kid stepped on a piece of some shit and his foot was hurting or whatever i had to buy that nigga a pair of sandals Mm -hmm. like a whole ass pair of shoes it's just supposed to be an afternoon at central park and I had to buy a pair of shoes. I remember once I was watching my nephew years. This is years ago, but I just always remember this because I felt so disrespected. He bugged me for a sandwich mm-hmm. for mad long. I mm-hmm. cooked dinner. He didn't eat it. Yeah. He bugged me for a sandwich. Right. I make the sandwich. I give it to him. I go in the next room. I come back in the room. This motherfucker is sleeping with the sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. <laughs> but you <laughs> know what? With it. You know what? One of these dry, crusty butt <laughs> niggas will tell you 
Well, he just supposed to go to bed hungry. He wouldn't eat. With <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, but when a little kid was is there with them, oh, this is my little king. He can have anything. This is my princess. She can have anything if they're in your presence. Yes. That's, that's what you mean. Yes. That if y'all together that day, then you'll buy yes. your princess or your little king or whoever the fuck. Then you'll give them the world. But if they're with their mom, oh, y'all on your own. Yeah, it's y'all. You want because we're not a family. She could buy it because we're not a family. Right. We're not a family. That's dry. That's, and that's what you're tired saying. And you're and not a whack. And and to y'all women that be running around with these bad fathers like it's okay and yeah. shit fuck y'all too fuck all of y'all all, right. all of y'all my right. vagina dries up I'm my not. vagina is dry now okay <laughs> cause just this whole conversation like got me dried you up a, I don't do those um you know cause my baby mother what nah we good mm-mm. Uh, uh, mm-mm. no you mm-mm. haven't seen your chat and what yo nah. to y'all yeah, motherfuckers anybody who says a baby mother is crazy i'd be like nah to I'm y'all good. motherfuckers who be hanging out with a dude and you know he got kids and you never seen them and they live in the country fuck y'all too yeah yeah, yeah. fuck stop y'all. enabling that shit fuck y'all because let me have a child and not take care of it mm-hmm. y'all gonna drag me through the mud yep, for filth for fucking filth mm-hmm. because i decide maybe i'm not fit so maybe yep. they should live with their dad yep I'll be all types of, but I'm always a bitch a hoe. I came out, I came out of a my mom's vagina as a bitch a hoe. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like the fuck. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. I so think yeah. we did a show. So y'all ashy motherfuckers going to pit. Ashy. Ashy. That's the sound of the ash. Yep. So yes, I think we've done a show. We did a motherfucking show. Be sure to follow us on social media everywhere. We are at T with QJ on Twitter and Instagram. We are T with Queen and J on Facebook and Tumblr. Our website, T with Queen and J.com is up. It's lit. There's all type of shit there. You can send us T-mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Anything else popping off? Um, no. Okay. We told y'all how to send us money. As yep. always, you can send us money via PayPal or or patreon um let buzzfeed know that you love us we'll put the link in the show notes for that shit yep. we'll be at afropunk if you see us there say what's up anything else popping off that's all all Let's right get into these hashtags that's right hashtag black lives matter trans lives matter say her name stop killing trans women all black lives matter disability to white maybe he doesn't hit you film this hashtag 4c spoonie hair. chat mm-hmm. 4c hair is lit yes. spoonie chat there's more, but it's hot. Yeah, I'm about to say hashtags fucking hot. All right, bye. We are all sluts. You're a slut. All these dudes behind you are sluts. Your cameraman's a slut. Your PA is a slut. Thank you. And your mic's a slut. And what made you a slut? Because I own my body. My body is not a political playground. It's not a place for legislation. It's mine. And it's my future. And How old are you? Grown. 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 And so. So you sleep around with a lot of men? No, actually, I'm a virgin. You're a virgin? Yeah. So you're not a slut? Yes, you can be a slut. Because a slut is not what you made it, Jesse. A slut is what I made it. A boss getting money, taking the mic, turning life around, taking over Hollywood. So you are still a virgin, but yet you call yourself a slut. It wouldn't matter. I'm saying it doesn't matter if I'm a virgin. It doesn't matter what a woman's sexual history is. A slut is just a word that you and your fellow penises made. A slut. Your mama's a slut. Your grandma's a slut. Everybody. Is your mother a slut? No, but yours is. Your mother's not a slut? No. But you say every woman's a slut. Everybody. Why your mother is not a slut? You are a slut. Not my mother in particular is not a slut, but a slut is a word for anybody who's owning their sexuality, turning up, and not letting Jesse twist their answers around. (laughs) 
So let me ask, I noticed you, are you dressed slutty today? No, I'm dressed like a woman. What made you decide to come out looking like this? You look like a slut. What made you do you it? You look like a slut. What made you dress? What made you dress like this? No, just answer that question. What made you? I dress like this because I can dress whatever I want to. Period. But what made you dress like this? Let me ask you. Do you Why believe? You put on these stripes, sir. Let me ask you. Do you believe in God? Yes, Jesse. I believe what, in God. Would God want you to be a slut? God would want me to be whatever I want to be. Would He want you to be a slut? He would want me to be whatever I want to be. How about a slut? Whatever I want to be. Why would he want you to be a slut? He want me to be whatever I want to be because God believes in choice. And you should know that, Jesse. That's would why your, you're allowed to wear this lame-ass shirt. Would your parents be happy to know that you're a slut? My parents would be happy to know that I'm a free woman on a billboard in Times Square in Soho for Airy Real because we take back the woman form and we ain't lame dudes like Jesse wearing striped shirts. Right, thank you so much.